My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Wednesday the 14th of June. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. Well, the risk of recession is rising with experts now warning interest rate rises will crunch the economy. Commonwealth Bank's uh, top economist, HSBC, they're both putting the odds of a recession at 50%. Figures released last week shows Australia's economy has slowed significantly, increasing fears of a recession. Commonwealth Bank is now predicting the likelihood at 50-50. TDA journalist Tom Crowley will join us to explain what this all means in today's deep dive. But before we get there, Zara, what is making news this morning? A search is underway for a Brisbane woman who is missing in Canadian bear country. Julia Mary Lane was last in contact with her family over the weekend and was believed to be on a hiking trip at the Bear Lake Trail. Her mother said the worry is there's unstable ground and she's had a fall and there's bears around. Brett Button, the bus driver who was charged following the deadly Hunter Valley crash, has been released on bail. Under his bail conditions, the 58-year-old will be required to report to police multiple times a week, surrender his passport, not go within five kilometres of any point of international departure, and remain at home each night unless he is accompanied by a relative. Button will next face court on the 9th of August. A journalist at Radio New Zealand has been placed on leave after it was discovered that several stories about Ukraine had been edited after they were published to be in favour of Russia. Editor-in-Chief Paul Thompson said he was, quote, gutted and promised to get to the bottom of what happened. An external review of editorial processes is now underway. And today's good news, Alex Newell and Jay Harrison Gee have become the first two non-binary people to win Tony Awards for acting. Newell won Best Performance by an Actor in a Featured Role in a Musical for their role in Shucked, while Gee won Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role in a Musical for their role in Some Like It Hot. Welcome back to the podcast, Tom. It would be crazy to think about what the interest rates were when you first joined TDA and where they sit now. It's totally different. Thank you, Sam. It's lovely to be here talking about, you guessed it, the economy. It's been, I'd say, a fairly bad week for the economy. We had an interest rate rise last week. I was reflecting, Sam, I mean, I started at TDA beginning of last year And I remember some of the early pieces that I did on the economy. And when I came on the podcast, it was, oh, you know, what's this inflation and interest rates that, you know, we're not used to talking about. And there were concepts that a lot of us weren't really familiar with. We're all pretty familiar now with the cost of living crisis. And all throughout well over a year of talking about it, Sam, I think the the R word recession has been kind of looming in the background as a possibility that we've mentioned a couple of times it feels now like we're kind of dangling on the precipice of that a little bit. So I thought it'd be a good idea to come on today to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, we were talking about a recession then, but fast forward to now and we definitely are. First, I'd love you to explain to me what actually happens during a recession and what that would look like for you and me. Sure. So a recession is a period where economic activity goes backwards, basically as simple as that. And economic activity is is a measure that we care about because it gives us a general sense of our economic, you know, material well-being. So we track what we call GDP, 
gross domestic product, which is basically a great big counting exercise that counts all the activity that happens in an economy. And generally speaking, although it's a much more complicated issue, when GDP goes up, it's a sign that a country on the whole is getting richer. And over time, that's been associated with a higher standard of living. On the other hand, when it goes down, it means job losses, it means business closures. It can be a really significant moment of pain for for many people in an economy. And so that's kind of why we care about it. Now, we measure GDP in, in quarters, so three-month intervals. And the official definition is that when GDP goes backwards for six months, so two quarters, then we're in a capital R recession. But I mean, the official definition is one thing, but I, I think it's sort of more useful to just talk about the fact that any period of downturn, any period where economic activity is going backwards is dangerous and has significant consequences for people. So, so again, it is jobs being lost. It is businesses closing. Um, it is, you know, at a time when so many households are feeling the pinch, people are struggling to pay their rent. It's all of those things kind of getting worse at once. That's the, the lived reality of a recession. And we've lived through it. I mean, Australia entered a recession during the pandemic, and that was not that long ago. But talk to me about what's happened in the economy since then. So, yeah, we did, Sam, go through recession not that long ago during the pandemic. It was actually our first in nearly 30 years, so the first in your lifetime and my lifetime. You don't have to be an economist to figure out why there was a recession during the pandemic. Of course, we were all locked inside for months. Economic activity was unable to continue in large part, and that's where that recession came from. But, you know, back in that time, the government funded a range of economic supports, the JobKeeper payment, you might remember, and there were other supports to try and shelter the economy through the pandemic. And when we came out the other side of the lockdowns, things rebounded pretty quickly and the news was good. So you might remember for people in Melbourne and Sydney who were in long lockdowns, those kind, you know, that kind of summer where we all went out a lot more and had a lot more money maybe to spend, um, those of us who kept our jobs through the pandemic, spending in Australia and all over the world increased and things were looking pretty good. But then along comes a new disaster in the form of inflation. You know, the story begins with supply disruptions around the world, the war in Ukraine, all of these kind of global events conspired. I mean, that all of a sudden, it's much harder for us to, to get the things that we want. We had shortages of fuel. We had shortages of food. Those things started driving the price up. And the fact that we were all spending a lot more money now that we were out of lockdowns, that drove prices up too. And so in Australia and all over the world, all of a sudden, we came out of a recession and the economy was almost running too hot. We were spending too much. Prices started going up. Uh, And of course, we all know the impact that that has on our cost of living. Now enter the Reserve Bank of Australia and central banks around the world. Their response to fight this inflation problem and to address the cost of living crisis, that is to increase interest rates. And again, you know, interest rates, it's a story we've told plenty of times. The basic idea of interest rates is you make the interest rate higher, you make it more expensive to borrow, you discourage people from spending. So what the RBA is trying to do to fight inflation is to cut our spending. And maybe you can hear in that where the seeds of recession come because if they cut our spending by too much, then maybe economic activity starts to go backwards and we do start to tip into recession territory. Now, the RBA has been hoping that it could avoid that, that it could get inflation under control without too many job losses, for example, Uh, But we're now in territory where it's starting to look like they may not succeed at that task. It definitely seems like a pendulum swing economically. Yeah, or a roller coaster, maybe. (laughs) Maybe that's a little more of a volatile metaphor. 
Okay, and so last week the ABS released GDP figures, which you told us at the beginning of the podcast we need to look out for for clues that we're entering a recession. They gave us some data on the first three months of this year. What did we learn? As you say, the first three months of this year, right, so, so that's the first thing to emphasise. It takes a while for us to actually get this information. So we're only now able to look at what happened in the economy from January to March. And the story wasn't great. So we're not officially on the path to a recession because the economy went up by 0.2% over those three months. Um, but 0.2% is not a particularly high result. It was the worst result, well, since the Delta lockdown, since the COVID recession. But it's also just generally, that's a pretty low result. So roughly speaking, you kind of want 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 for a country like Australia to feel like things are healthy for, for a quarter. So 0. 0.2 is pretty low. Uh, and when you look at it per person, GDP actually fell per person by 0.2%. So, so it did go backwards on that measure, reflecting partly the fact that we've had, you know, a big influx of migration, a lot of people coming back in and doing jobs, which helps the economy. But when we look per person, things are already starting to look bad. And so, yeah, again, I mean, if we're, if we're looking for our official capital R recession of six months in a row of GDP falling, we haven't started it yet. But it is fair to say that number was was worse than many people had expected it to be and is a sign that already from January to March, things were looking pretty sluggish in the economy. And so we don't know yet, April, May, June, uh, exactly what's going on in the economy right now. We don't have those figures in front of us, but it's reasonable to suggest you know things have been getting worse since then. We may already be in negative territory. Can I just ask, Tom, you're speaking a lot about this capital R versus lowercase r recession. Let's say the next quarter does have a dip in GDP. But of course, this quarter hasn't. It's had that 0.2% uptick. How important is that technical definition of a recession here? Yeah, it's a good question, Sam. And again, I come back to, you know, there, there's the official version of it, but the lived experience already, I think people already recognise that it's it's becoming a tougher time in the economy. And, you know, I think even if we had one quarter where things went backwards, that could well mean that that jobs are lost, that businesses close. You know, that contraction in economic activity is going to be coming probably at the expense somewhere of someone's job or someone's business. And even a, a pretty sluggish period like we had in January to March, that's already pretty bad news. And so we want to keep an eye on things like the unemployment rate and, the, you know, some of these numbers that we see more frequently than GDP just to sort of keep an eye out for these job losses. But, yeah, I mean, as I say, it's already getting getting pretty hairy, even if we're not quite in capital R territory yet. Okay, and give me a sense of the outlook now. What do the experts think is going to happen for the next three months, but also if you look ahead to the next year? It's really up in the air. I think it depends really on how much more interest rates are going to go up. Officially, the RBA and the government are both projecting that we will avoid a recession, but I mean, they would say that. Obviously, if the government stands up and says we're projecting that the economy is going to tank, that's not going to be very good for, for people's confidence. So you don't normally expect the government to actually predict a recession. But it's fair to say that interest rates are the, the key determining factor here. 
And, you know, again, the RBA is looking out at inflation and saying inflation is this problem that we need to fix and we're going to do whatever we can to bring inflation down. I think the government is starting to suggest that it hopes the RBA is done and that maybe it thinks the RBA could just sort of take the foot off the pedal a little bit and that, you know, wait and see the effect of its interest rate rises and not go any further. But yeah, I'd say if there are another couple of interest rate rises in the next couple of months, everyone will increase the likelihood of a recession. But we're already in a territory now where a lot of the kind of private sector forecasters, so Commonwealth Bank and other people who will make their own projections, are sort of saying we're at about a 50-50 chance of a recession. Certainly, it's getting to the point now where, where people think it is quite likely. So what I'm hearing from you is that one of the key factors in determining whether or not we're going to enter a recession is interest rates. Interest rates are set by the RBA. So it kind of feels like we're walking into a bit of a predetermined future here. And I definitely don't want to get into the territory of RBA bashing. But why would the RBA knowingly walk us into a recession? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question, Sam, because I reckon there are people who've been listening to this podcast so far kind of going, "What? why are we having this conversation? How can we possibly be talking about the economy tanking because of what the RBA is doing? Look, there's a really heated debate among economists and experts and everyone about what the RBA is doing and whether it's doing the right thing. I think that what it's important not to lose sight of is how we're all stuck here between a rock and a hard place. You know, this inflation, it came from circumstances outside of our control. The war in Ukraine, all of these global factors that handed us and just about every country in the world this inflation problem that we have to deal with. Um, we have all seen the impact of that on our own cost of living. And so I don't think anybody needs to be reminded why inflation is bad. The simple reality of it is that you can't get rid of that without some pain for someone somewhere. And certainly, you know, the RBA, I mean, it has a legal mandate to control inflation. That's what we ask it to do. And it's got one tool to do it really, and that's interest rates. So the RBA is doing what it is required to do. And that falls really hard on people with mortgages in particular who are doing it really tough because of the interest rate rises. There are other things the government could do. The government could, for example, you know, raise taxes to try and take more money out of the economy, collect more money from people and try and reduce spending in that way. There are different options that we've got, but they're all, they're all painful. And the aim that, or the hope of the RBA when it started raising interest rates was hopefully we can, you know, act quickly and decisively and get this inflation problem under control before things get too far and before we kick the economy into a recession. But from the beginning, the RBA said, look, we acknowledge this is a narrow path. And history is littered with examples of central banks who have, you know, tipped countries into recession, trying to fight inflation. So, so I come back to that rock and a hard place. Um, you know, I won't wade into the debate of whether the RBA has got the balance right or not. But, but I think that it's it's not an easy problem for us to navigate. Unfortunately, we're in some turbulent waters at the moment, Sam. Thanks so much for joining us today, Tom. And thank you for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every morning. We'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, have an excellent day. 